You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. We want to welcome you and we are so glad that you tuned in once again, wherever you may be listening from, you are welcome. And we pray that today's program will be a blessing to you, that you will gravitate towards the things of God and not the things of this world. Amen. Well, hello, dear friends. We want to greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But I tell you, today I am excited to be on the air one more time. We are happy to come in your homes, happy to come in your cars, wherever you might be at this time. We are just happy to be with you to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. I know we have a great program in store for you today. We have a great friend who is going to be preaching for us today, and I know you are going to enjoy that. So we encourage you right now, my friends, to call a neighbor or call a friend and to tell them to tune in to the New Day of Hope uh, broadcast. We want to encourage you to do that. Well, we want to give a shout to all of our listeners. Those of you who uh, called last week and said how much you enjoyed the broadcast. And we pray that God's blessing will be on your life. Today, I told you earlier that we have a great friend. Pastor Chris and myself have been friends for maybe almost two years now. You know, we used to go out and, um, and enjoy a nice meal. But for a while, we have not done that because he thinks I'm eating too much. So he can't <laughs> afford that. So we have not been out for a while. But we are happy to have him here with us today. Pastor Chris is a great man of God. Keep staying busy in the work of the Lord. And so, Pastor Chris, we want to welcome you. And so we turn over to you as you minister to us and all our listening friends, what doth saith the Lord. Thank you so much. I'm glad it's my honor and my privilege to be with you, to be able to share this message. And I've been sharing now uh, the last three weeks on these scriptures and still probably have about three more weeks in our church. I want to just share with you briefly this message that God has laid on my heart out of Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. And uh, that scripture says, let every soul, verse 11, and do this, knowing this is the time that now is the high time to awake out of our sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light and let us walk properly in the day, not in revelry or in drunkenness or in lewdness or lust, not in strife or envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fill the lust thereof. When we look at this scripture and it opens up, uh, one of the exciting things there to me, there's three key words in verse 11. And the first one is, is the word knowing. The word knowing here uh, in the Greek really means that to know what you know, that we must know that we know that we know in whom we believe in. And we must have our trust in Christ that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if we were to die tonight, the next face we would see would be Jesus. And we must rest in that comfort, but we've got to know that. And if we know that, then the next key word that comes into that is the word time. means a critical period. Never before in our day and age have we ever been in such a critical period. The Lord's coming back very soon. 
And it's very evident as you look at his scriptures, you look at the word of what God tells us to watch for when the time is near and the time is ending. Never before has there ever been such a time as what it is right now. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. fathers turning on their sons, sons on their fathers, mothers against daughters, daughters against mothers, just lewdness. And as the scripture says, everything is, it's all about me now. It's no longer about what I can do for others. But to the typical person, it's all about what's the best thing for me. Totally against Christ's word. But that word time there is very, and then the third word is awaken. It means to be aroused or to be stirred. If we don't wake up in our churches and then as Christians, if we don't wake up in this period and in this time, brothers and sisters, I tell you, our friends, our family are going to burn for eternity. Mm. You know, we all have lost loved ones. We all have people who are in our families that we know don't know Jesus, but yet we're asleep. We don't want to go tell them mm-hmm. that, you know, we want them. Well, they'll hear it from somebody else. Folks, the scripture says, if we don't go, nobody else will. It's our responsibility. I would hate to wake up tomorrow and find out one of those lost family members of mine had passed away during the night. Mm-hmm. And I did not share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing I have in my life is the Lord Jesus. Yes, sir. And if it's the greatest thing I have in my life, it almost be the most exciting thing that I have. Yes. If I buy a new vehicle, I want to take it to my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. I want to show it to them, show them what the Lord has blessed me with. Mm-hmm. Whatever I get new or is something different, I want to go. Right now, I'm messing around with my garden. I'm excited about when I get <laughs> things out of my garden. I was picking at them this morning. I'm officially a farmer. I got my first tomato out of my garden. So I'm an official farmer now. And I was excited to bring that into my house last night. But that's material. If Christ is really more important to me, and that's the most important thing that I have in my life, why won't I go share that with my friends and my family? That's right. It's time we wake up. And then we see that word salvation that is mentioned. Is this talking about the future? Folks, this isn't our future right here. We have a hope that one day Mm -hmm. we have a better place to go to. Yes, sir. And I want to take all my friends and my families and and everybody with me that I possibly can. The Lord has promised us that if we would trust him and that if we would go and share, his word would not return unto them void and empty, but accomplish that which it was set out to do. But our problem is we don't want to go share. We're too lazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if that's the most exciting thing, how could we not share? Basically, that means we're stingy. This is mine. I've got my insurance policy. Everybody else can get it on their own. That is not what we're called to do. And in verse 12 gets into, let us cast off the darkness. Let us cast it off. And John 3, 19 through 21 talks about, don't return back to those things you used to do. And that the light will reveal to us what is truth, what is going to happen. And what we do in secret will be revealed in the light Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think we sneak around the corner and we do something that nobody saw us and we think we got away with it. My friend, I tell you, somebody saw you and his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. He saw you Mm -hmm. and you will pay the price for that thing one day. Mm -hmm. If you go unconfessed before him Mm -hmm. and you do not confess that sin, God will hold you accountable for it and he will reveal it one day. When the light shows up, darkness disappears. It's very evident. When you're in your home at night and you hear a noise, the first thing you do is cut on the light. Mm -hmm. Why do you cut on the light? 
chase away the darkness. Mm -hmm. You want to see what that noise is. Mm -hmm. That will happen with us one day. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I am the light. And when he returns, what we've done in secret will be revealed. Mm -hmm. Our hope is not now. Our hope is in the future. And we want you to know this. What we're preparing for and what we will take will be what we spend in eternity. Our rewards will be there by what we do here on this earth. Yes. Don't says return back. That word return back don't mean don't go back to where you came from. Keep moving forward. What we do in secret will be revealed in the light. And then he talks about putting on that armor. That's what we talked about today in our service was putting on the armor of God mm-hmm. that we might be able to have our feet shed with the perspiration of the gospel, that we'd be able to go, that we'd have our shield of faith to, mm-hmm. to forward off the attacks from Satan and that what he throws at us, that we will not be held accountable, that we take the sword, that spirit, the word of God, and we would use it mightily and powerful. The reason we don't use the word of God is we don't know it. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. You can't use something you don't know. I shared with them this morning in my church that back in my Days before Christ, I was a punk. I was a thug, and I got in some trouble and different things. And I was in a fight one night, and I pulled out a knife, and the guy said, "You're a fool. Bring a knife to a gunfight." And and how crazy that was. I was able to get out of there and get away, thank God. But uh, you know, sometimes we go to a fight, Satan, and we don't have that word of God in us to fight off and and have that shield of faith to put up the darts that the enemy throws at us. And we must use that shield of faith to use it. Use the word of God, our sword. To cut through, the Bible says the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. We'll cut coming in and coming out if we'll just use that authority. But if we don't ever pick up our Bibles and use it and memorize and learn the word of God, then we can't use it. That's right. You know, most of us in Georgia have five or six, seven Bibles laying around our house. In my office, I have Bibles that I hadn't even used. I shared with them a couple of weeks ago, I'd seen a new Bible that had come out. It's an old Bible, but it was on sale. And I thought, man, I need to go get that Bible. And I thought, you dummy, why are you going to go get a new one? And you got 20 in your office you haven't even looked at. And that's our problem. We got them laying around. But all that Bible does sitting on your counter or on your bookshelf is collect dust. It does you no good until you pick it up. Read that word of God mm-hmm. and then apply it to yeah. your life yes, yes. and then live it out That's right. in there. Mm-hmm. The way we apply it is by how we live it out as mm-hmm. we face this world, as we attack it. Then the scripture goes on and says, walk honestly. It means to walk proper, noble, with honor. And then he points out that there are six things there in that scripture. Writing, which means partying, carousing, indulgence, giving in to the worldly urges. And then we must separate ourselves from worldly and fleshly desires that we would be different. It says, don't fall into Satan's trap. In Luke 21, 34 through 36, don't fall into his traps. Chambering, lewdness, sexual immorality, adultery, fornications, Never in our lifetime if we ever goes back to that time that we're living in. Mm. It's okay for a man and woman just to move in together. There's no longer anything in shame and men and women just living together. It's just common. Just, hey, yeah, you ain't got to get married. Just move on in. We just move with each other and, and live. I'm telling you from the word of God, that is sin. Yes, sir. And yes, we're going to pay a price for that. Mm. And our churches, we keep quiet about that. Mm. We don't stand up and say, 
Thus saith the Lord in our churches, we, we don't want to offend anybody. I want you to know something. If you come to my church and God's word and you do something against God's word, you're going to hear about it because God's going to hold me accountable as pastor. How I send, I'm a shepherd. Shepherd protect their sheep. That's right. So you need to hear, thus saith the Lord. God intended for a sex between husband and wife, not between just two people living together, mm-hmm. acting like they're married. Mm. You're all that they say, well, just a ring and a piece of paper, that don't mean nothing. Mm. Yeah, it does. It means That's a right. lot more. That's right. It means what you're being obedient to God's word mm-hmm. to follow what he says That's do. Right. That's right. And so that's what he intended us to do is to join together in husband and wife and live together and to multiply the earth isn't through God's plan of what he wanted. Wanting means lust, running out, wanting more. We're never satisfied anymore. If if somebody gave you $100, you'd want 200 You wouldn't be happy. I can remember as a kid, somebody gave you a quarter, man, you thought you were in heaven. You had arrived. Now, I'm just a little bit older than a lot of folks, but that'd be all right, too. A quarter meant something. And my point is this. Whatever you have is what God has blessed you with. Use it for his honor and his glory. And he will bless. Then he'll give you more. If he can't trust you with a dollar, he can't give you two because you get in trouble. And so use what God has given you to Mm -hmm. honor for his honor and his glory. Don't be wanting more. Strike. Umpire sport. Now you see parents fussing and arguing and fighting in, in the stands. And seen an article the other day where a man jumped an umpire coming off the field and was arrested. We just, we're always in strife. We always want to fight. My little grandson, I want to knock a knot on his head. And that's all he wants to talk about is, man, you ain't going to do that to me. I'm bad. You know, there's always somebody a little bit better around the corner. Mm-hmm. And one day you're going to pay for that. Right. Don't live in strife. Live peaceful with Jesus. Right. Do nothing for public recognition. Don't live in envy and jealousy. Don't look at others and begrudge their success. Look what Jesus did for them. That's look right. what Jesus did for you. Number one, he made you a new man. Mm-hmm. You can put away lying. You can speak the truth. That's right. Be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. Give no place to the Satan. Still no more. Work with your hands. You know, most of us got some tender hands. We got lotions and all that stuff for our hands. We, You can't tell an honest man anymore by shaking his hand. It's, it's soft. It, your hands are soft. You're lazy. Plain and simple. Uh, I can remember my dad's hand. Boy, you grabbed that hand. You knew you grabbed a hand. You could feel the calluses and, and the roughness and all that. My dad was a worker. You could count on that. He said, give to others. Give it away. You're never more like Jesus than when you're given, Johnny Hunt said. And that has always stuck with me. I want my life to be like Jesus. That's what I want to be like. I got to be a giver. That doesn't just mean money. That means your time, your talent, your efforts, your going and your comings. We got to be given. That's right. Don't let corrupt words come out of your mind. Don't be hateful. Don't be mean. Edify one another. I heard a story about a uh, professional baseball player went to a prison and he went to the prison and one of the prisoners asked him, sir, how did you become a, ba- a professional baseball player? And he said, it has to go back to my childhood. My dad would look at me playing pitch and he'd say, son, you throw a ball like that, you're going to be a professional one day. Mm. He'd hit the baseball and he'd say, son, you keep hitting like that, you're going to be a professional ball player. He kept playing, kept throwing, kept hitting. 
and one day, now he is a professional baseball player. The prisoner looked at him and said, you know, that happened to me too. (laughs) The guy looked at him kind of strangely, and he said, my dad told me I'd be worthless, (laughs) that I would never accomplish anything, and I'd spend my life in jail. Mm. He said, I've been here for 25 years now. Our words are important, folks. The old saying, sticks and stones may won't break my bones or sticks and stones may break my bone, but never names will never hurt me. They do hurt yeah. and they do stick. Mm-hmm. And what we say to other people do come when we encourage one another, when we edify one another, when we build them up, mm-hmm. it does stick. Amen. Don't tear people down, That's lift right. them up. That's right. There's good in everybody. And there, there's right. some rascals out there. I agree. Look for the good in them. Mm-hmm. Point to the good. Don't point to the bad. Exactly. I'm so glad that Jesus looked at me and said, Chris, you're worth dying for. You're worth dying for. And yes, he sir. spread his arms and he died for me. Uh-huh. When nobody else believed in me, he did. Yes. And I want you to know something. I want to speak those words of encouragement to you that you too can know this Jesus. Mm-hmm. At such a critical time, such a critical period that we live in, this time is so important. Important that we wake up and that we come to know that we know that we know Jesus is Lord, that he's our king, he's our savior, he's our personal savior, and we can be anything we want to be if we trust him and follow him all the days of our life. I pray that that will be you today, that you'll trust Jesus and you'll walk with him each and every day in your life. Amen. We thank Pastor Chris so much for joining us today on this broadcast. What a word. What a word, man. I tell you, man, we have to hide that word in our hearts that we might not sin against God. Hide that word and work that word so that word you heard today will in turn work for you. My friends, you know, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Today, if you heard this message and you have never trusted Christ as Savior, I'm here to tell you that he's standing at your heart's door and he's knocking. He wants to come and he wants to save you. He wants to change you. Because if any man, the Bible says, be in Christ, that man is a new creature. Jesus said, whosoever shall call upon him, ye will be saved. Why not call upon him right now, right at this moment, and ask him to come into your heart and into your life and save you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your words today. Thank you for Pastor Chris. We ask that you continue to bless him and strengthen him. We thank you for those who heard that word today. Or may that word go and work in their lives. We know your words will never return unto you void, but that your words will accomplish for the purpose in which you have sent it to. Speak to hearts, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. So if this program has been a blessing to you, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook at New Day of Hope Broadcast Atlanta. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Bye now. Oh, we love you. May God bless you and may God keep you.